Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Top Gear Magazine podcast. I'm Jack Ricks and there's four of us in the studio today. We've got Paul Horrell. Hello. Rowan Horncastle. Hello. And Ollie Marriage. We haven't done this before. Hello. I know, this is all <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> Slick. Um, and today it's another one in our series of uh, Tales from the Top Gear archive. And today we've got Paul along to tell a very special story. This is that time we drove, uh, no, did a lap of Iceland in a Nissan GTR in 24 hours. And as a bonus, uh, Rowan was taking pictures. Yeah, it's fine. But also, if we're dusting off Paul Horrell for some archive stories, we could go back to the invention of the car <laughs> if we wanted to. Um, but no, this one was something that we did uh, a few years ago, a very fun adventure to spend time uh, in a very cool part of the world. While the Nissan GTR was still slightly fresh, even though it's 10 years. so it's still, um, going, still going now. Well, very, very cool car. It's as old as me. But uh, no, this was a story that came about... Um, well, Paul, you explain the story of where it came Oh, well, from. it was midsummer. So, uh, and I think uh, Sigur Ross, one of my more favorite bands, had done a thing where they'd driven around in a camper van uh, around midsummer because you don't, um, longest day, you don't really get much darkness or any. Um, and so we, and all the guides, the tourist guides for Iceland, there's a road called Route 1, Route 1, that goes all the way around Iceland, except it misses out one peninsula in the, uh, in the northwest. But um, it goes all the way around Iceland, and all the tourist guides say, uh, it's a good eight or nine day holiday. So we did it in a day. Eight or nine days? Because <laughs> we wanted to do it during the longest day of the year, but we missed that. As usual, are we're not very punctual with anything. <laughs> and where Sigaross How much would, did you miss it by? I think a week or so, but it was still. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That wasn't that bad. Historians can look it up because it was actually the day after the uh, European Brexit referendum. Um, well, that was going we, through while we were in the car, which yeah, was we were in the, the car. It was a rather a dark moment. It was like snowy, and we were quite tired, and it was five in the morning. And my phone just went ping, and up came the BBC news alert that Britain was. Leaving the EU. Where and were then, you when Britain left? Yeah, the EU? exactly. I was halfway around Iceland. Yeah, in an and then I'm now going to pull a Gary Lineker and give a slight indication of where I lie. Um, <laughs> no, we can't. They do haven't this, written. Paul. No, they haven't written the guidelines yet. As we speak, they haven't written the guidelines, and I'm a freelance. So anyway, my phone shortly afterwards pinged up, uh, rang, and up flashed the number of my very good friend Colin Goodwin, who some of you might know from other motoring publications. Uh, so I just picked up the phone and I said. If you're phoning to gloat, you can F off and then hang up. <laughs> Except I didn't say F. <laughs> and he reminded me of this the other day. So this feature forever ingrained on your brain for not potentially not the best reasons. <laughs> but, but we Yeah. But let's rewind six hours from that point of where it was where we started <laughs> in Reykjavik. Yep. And there was a brand new Nissan GTR just waiting for us, which to get a GTR into the country was Tougher than I think there Nissan was were expecting. Quite a lot of paperwork involved, as well as shipping and money. I think so. Luxury I was say, cars. Was that, that, that initial email. Where you go. Are there any GTRs in Iceland? <laughs> Question mark. No, we were going to need to put one on a boat. Yeah, and I had to think. I had a few stops to get there too, and then lots of customs checks, lots of rubber gloves going up as exhaust, etc., to make sure that we weren't <laughs> smuggling anything into the country. But also, Iceland, very cool country for many reasons that we'll get into. But also huge. Petrolhead population. And really? they have some very cool cars, yeah. which are normally on balloon tyres, Amazons on balloon tyres, etc. So when something exotic and fast comes, 
Instagram just lit up. And it was a very useful tool um, because the whole point was to do a lap of Iceland in 24 hours. We knew where we had been and when we were there because basically we could see the Instagram posts at different villages around Iceland. And so we started outside a beautiful, um, I think it was a museum or an opera house. It was an opera house. Fantastic architecture. Very easy to photograph a cool car um, outside that as our starting point. And from there, we would have to return to the same point 24 hours later. Did you start at midnight? That's it there, yeah. Sorry, I'm holding up a magazine. Yes, and yeah, not, yeah. not great for, uh, for audio. So it's kind um, of like a twilighty uh, time. I'm not sure exactly what time we started. Um, Chris, you're not named well, Chris. So I've There's got a question straight away. You <laughs> said that it basically doesn't get dark. Is that as dark as it gets? Yes. It's as dark as it gets. Wow. So, it so yeah. So uh, for the benefit of listeners, it's... As as Ron says, tw- yeah, sunsetty, <laughs> twilighty, but but plenty plenty of light to see exactly what's going yeah, on. The, all around the, you. the sun didn't did actually go beho- below the horizon, I guess. Y- yes, yes, yeah. but then so yeah, you can't the tell because it was it was just so cloudy for most of the oh, time. Oh really? Over there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's also a photographer's worst nightmare because night is a good time just to end the day. Cause, like, oh, that's a lot more effort now to do it. But when there's light the whole time, you can basically take photographs for twenty four hours straight, which is pretty tiring. <laughs> but no, we left and we strapped ourselves in. And um, a GTR is, uh, you know, it's not a luxury car by any means, but it's not an uncomfortable car to do a journey like this, and it can do big distance. So we settled in. Paul was in charge of navigation, and then basically we went round, and Iceland, the frustrating point was, if we wanted to set a record, which was very tempting, to be the fastest people around to do Route 1. Well, we may still have been, because I don't think anybody else has ever tried. But they do like... They do like speed limits there, but we if if we if someone reckless was willing to break them, you could fly around this island. Um, but the the problem with Iceland is it's absolutely stunning. So you want to stop and put the car, and you, there's one waterfall. And you think that's unbelievable. You go four minutes down the road, and there's another waterfall that's about four times the size, and you keep going. And the geography just changes, as Paul can explain, as you go around, and it, it, you go from you know black sands into very cold, into then sulfur, volcanoes, glaciers, the whole lot. So it's an absolute dream to photograph a car. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a geology lesson, Iceland. It's where two tectonic plates meet. Uh, and so you've got, you know, you've got basically two continents uh, on one, in one in one island. And uh, where they meet, there's all sorts of upheaval. So you get lots of these uh, volcanoes. And in fact, there's a volcano that lies under a gigantic ice cap um, and there are, yeah, um, all sorts of weird underground things that we didn't go into with the GTR, but there's, there's just all sorts of stuff. And on the northern part, it's just like it's like being the Mars rover. It's amazing. You're just in these kind of red and orange and bronzy coloured sands, you know, these strange dunes and, and, and geysers all over the place. So in the middle of all these red sands, you'll suddenly see a... A, a spume of um, of steam coming up, and it's like, oh man! Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it is right. worth pointing out. I think we're, most of what we experience when we, if you go and look online for uh, Iceland, is pictures taken within about an hour and a half of Reykjavik. Because yeah. people will go off. They do the south coast, where there's the big black sand beach. They do a couple of the big waterfalls, and and that and they, and they do the the hot swimming pools, and that's about it. But there's, it's, a, I mean, it's a. It's what four hundred miles across. I've done half of it on another story. Well, we should mention that because you, 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 we'll you drove. To... Yeah, uh, mm. it, it was a Bentley 
Bentley Flying Spur, Spur Hybrid. I did something even more comfortable than this, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a hybrid story on trying to drive the whole way across Iceland from one side to the other, powered by nothing more than water, straw and volcanoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to get energy. You're basically using the uh, Iceland's resources mm. and this renewable, resu- um, sustainable e-fuel. Yeah. But then it, it would be easy to go, and as the geography gets better as you go around, and as Ollie say, everyone's basically stays in kind of the southwest of, of Iceland. I found that, you know, we'd been driving for 12 hours or so, and then you start getting into the north. But the northeast is where a lot of people don't go. And then Paul had found, is it the highest road that you can yeah, get there I mean, up it's the like, mountain? It's a, it's a bit like a, 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 an alpine pass. It was it meant going off the route, uh, but it, it, it was like an alpine pass, only just gravel. Um, so uh, it looked Sideways. like it could be, bit, yeah, it could be a bit of a rounding stage. But I mean, kind of a bad place to fall off because I think you wouldn't get found <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. And also on the way up, it was extremely foggy. Um, so I was, you know, circumspection was uh, was but that, that the order the, of the day. But there's some pretty yeah. handy driving going on. Well, when we got to the top, it cleared. Yeah, but also the the GTR. If we just talk about the car for a bit. That four-wheel drive system, everyone can sometimes assume four-wheel drive is safety, it's boring, not in a GTR. The way that it shifts power and torque around from that twin-turbo V6 engine, which mm. is such a mechanical and gruff thing. When the, If you get into a GTR now, it, even then, um, you're surprised by the lack of refinement compared mm. to where, you know, 911 Turbo, etc., which I actually really like. Yeah. The gearbox clatters, you can hear the diff working. And on a journey like this, and w- when you start driving a bit more um, spiritually, as Paul wanted to do, as he wanted to get to the top of Volcano as quickly as possible, um, it just looks awesome, sounds awesome, and it's a great thing. Like, as an all-rounder, yeah. the GTR's always just been it's fantastic a, for that. It's a, actually a really good choice for doing a lap of Iceland, because as Paul said, once you get off Route 1... A lot of Iceland isn't tarmacked. A lot of it is then on dirt, on fairly well groomed dirt roads. So it's a crack. Well, it's and I bit, agree, quite right? a lot of the main the the, the main route actually is is, is uh, gravel because there was one point where you come down quite a steep twisting pass and there were some people in a Skoda Octavia with a caravan behind them, and they just they just have had to keep taking this hairpin bend again and again and again and then reversing back down because they just couldn't get the traction to come up over the gravel with a caravan behind them. So it's yeah, it's it's still. You know, sort of like Pike's Peak was a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. So why did you choose the GTR? How did it come about? Was it a conversation with Nissan that we should do something cool together? Or did you sit down, pick the best car for the job and, and get on the phone? You can't remember, can you? Long pause. I, well, <laughs> no, I think I, I, I owe this to Jason Barlow, who actually did the fixing up. It was going to be his story. And then he was uh, called away to some other planet straddling, you know, glamorous <laughs> enterprise. And uh, it dropped into my lap. So that's how I did it. That's how Lovely. I, really, no, I, but did, I It dropped into my lap. The conversation always goes, it's like we like to put, you know, cars that you wouldn't really associate with there mm. in weird and wonderful places. And the GTR, I think it's just had its facelift then where it got the comfort mode etc as well uh which was useful for when you're trying to go off-road in uh, gravel but also it was just new and interesting and they hadn't uh, taken it there before and as i said visually it just looked terrific and once we had covered lots of miles it just started to have a, a wonderful build-up of dirt across the yeah, whole thing it was properly filthy. and with it was the great. iconic rear lights those four you know wonderful circles that you you just know the signature straight away they just started having dust and mud 
kind of yeah, shelved they sit, on they the sit recessed on, so. in these circles, mm. and the circles gra- just gradually filled up with mud, <laughs> and then the taillights were getting smaller and smaller as we carried on. And then <laughs> it was, uh, you know, springy time, so the lupin started coming out, and then you had colours of these wonderful purples and greens, and uh, as Paul said, then you kind of go into a bit of, you know, a Martian land of, you know, warm sands, and then you're back into the glaciers. We didn't really, our, our minds were blown, and... The, when you're on a long drive like this, unlike when Paul have just done, I have just done the M25, where you go around that particular circle, we love walking, driving around in circles <laughs> together. <laughs> basically, um, we've done a lot. You can you can take a chunk off each, and you know where you're going. This is a you're taking big chunks off a whole country at this point, but they're changing so rapidly, and you're getting more and more tired, and we're sharing the driving. Um, I remember as we got down to the the, the southeast corner, mm. we were listening to Bruce Springsteen because a playlist is very important at this point. And it had just been Paul's birthday. So he had a Paul's birthday playlist, <laughs> which he put on. Which so did you have a special? Did you have a cake? We didn't have a cake. No, it wasn't no, his no, birthday no, at the time. It wasn't out at the time, no. It had been a while. It was, it was a while ago. I think it was his 40th birthday <laughs> no, playlist. If I'm it was wrong. worse. It was my 50th. Oh, right. It was okay. my 50th birthday playlist. <laughs> anyway, it had some bangers on it. And then Born to Run came on as the sun was coming up and it was beautiful and misty. And we were in the point of Iceland where everything's just big. Everything's huge, mm, and there's nobody around. No, there's no villages, no, no, nothing. And the tourist buses haven't got going, and it's just us. Yeah. yeah. And I thought I was just CGI'd into Jurassic Park or somewhere, which is unbelievable. <laughs> and then Paul's just tapping his fingers on the steering wheel as he's yeah. driving to Born to Run. <laughs> it's one of those moments that you just can't ever forget, and why road yeah. trips are, are just so great. Oh, here's a good idea on the subject of you two rocking out to Born to Run. Um, new feature uh, for our Spotify listeners. Um, we can have polls and, and questions underneath. So why don't you put underneath the pod, let us know what your favourite ever road trip tune is. And you can see what um, other listeners think as well. And then from that, you're then back into the south where you're onto the black sand beaches, which is where people... Yeah, and the you... famous the diamond beach where there's a, there's a glacier that falls off into a, into a lagoon. And then it kind of... The, 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 the broken off um, tiny or small bergs slide under a bridge, the bridge yeah. being the bridge of the Route 1, and then kind of come to rest on another black sand beach. So you've just got these, these chunks of ice on black sand. And it's, it's really... Fact, know, I, think famous, used, I think we used in. that as yeah. a drone shot. Was the opener when I did the Bentley story? Oh, yes, the, yeah, yeah. The, the dead overhead going dead over overhead. the bridge. That's yeah, the with bridge you're talking about icebergs yeah. underneath. Yeah. But then uh, shortly after that, we arrived back into Reykjavik, which I've always loved Paul's description of Reykjavik because he describes it as Legoland, and basically it has all the paraphernalia well, of. Yeah, it's got the Opera House and the Parliament Building and the Cathedral and all that, but it's actually a tiny, tiny little <laughs> yeah. town. Well, I'd never be, I'd never been there before. There's one street which has the post office and all those other bits. Yeah. But we arrived back at the Opera House and a disco. It's got a disco, as Rowan will shortly explain. But the 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 <laughs> to to the Opera House, photographed it again, and like I said, we were being followed around by Instagram of people seeing this GTR, and then they're like wait, hold on, this GTR was here, how many hours ago? 14 hours ago or something like that? And it's back. But we've also seen pictures of it at the north of the island at the same time. How's it managed this? Uh, it's dedication, basically, is how we it got was. there. Yeah, um, if you want to be the best, if you want to beat the rest, 
you've got to do it. And we... <laughs> no! Our dedication's what you need. You're so young. You never saw Roy Castle on the record breakers, did you? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I'll follow him on TikTok. But they... Um, but we were back there and we'd finished early because yeah. we weren't sure how long. And we had a flight out later that morning. But well, not so, that late. Seven o'clock or something. But yeah, it, it, uh, licensed players' budgets did not did not uh, to run a to a hotel. So the only cheap thing we could do that was open was... Go to a disco. So, <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> so we went to the Big Lebowski bar in Reykjavik because it's the literally the only only place open. Do you, do you, are you given a sort of um, a sort of robe, threadbare robe when you come in? Is there like bowling balls everywhere? No, what they give you is um, <laughs> two glasses of alcoholic beverages, and then they ask for every bit of money in your bank account because it's so expensive. <laughs> One would, yes, exactly. Yeah, a hotel would have been cheaper, cheaper than that pint that we had. Uh, so basically, the only way, because well, we, at this point, we had parked the car and we were being shuttled back to the airport or getting a taxi or something and there was nothing else to do but drink. So then we had a few drinks, which then when you've driven around for 24 hours and you've worked for 24 hours solidly, um, you get a bit tired afterwards. Mm, woozy. So we checked in and then I remember falling asleep on the floor of the airport <laughs> and nearly missing the flight <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I was just absolutely conked out, but Paul got me on it. And then, yeah, we were back home. And, and, and did you, later. what about the time? What did you do the lap in in the end? Uh, it's here, yeah, the numbers are in. So uh, we covered 898 miles. Uh, in 18 hours and 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, 18 hours and 10 minutes. But interestingly, this thing about supercars, uh, we, if you drive them gently, you know, they're quite efficient. So we got 27.1 miles per gallon, which is quite good. I mean, I can think of, you know, super minis, which if keenly driven, yeah. uh, would uh, be worse than that. Impressive. Um, That's definitely less you, than 24 hours. Yeah. So you win. Did you find it easy to find fuel? Is it probably, it's like an e. EV I think, range question. Well, but. I think the thing is that, you know, people, you have to remember that there are people who do live in these remote places. Mm. So you have a tiny little village, you know, with a gar- with, with, a, with a petrol station. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and obviously you take it when you see it as well. You grab it when yeah. you can. Or, or in your yeah. case with the Bentley, you just fill it up from the nearest volcano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, <laughs> charge it up. The, these petrol stations in small villages really bad <laughs> snack selection. I was going to ah. say the chocolate. They really don't get involved in that chocolate. Look, what's that dried fish? <laughs> no, that's it. We that had thing? that. It's, and it stunk the whole and car they, up. The whole was it, yeah, but it was dried fish covered in chocolate. <laughs> really? Oh, uh, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. So, so no, you know, no biltong. Biltong? No, biltong, no. Jerky, beef jerky. No, they, none of that. None of that. Uh, and there was none of that at all. It was just good conversation and... Um, yeah, as bad snacks. Ba- bad snacks, yeah, and uh, a lot of Brexit chat in there as well as it, as it was going on. But I I saw Paul Horrell boil over like one of the geezers in Iceland as well uh, because of because of the um, the the state of affairs in, in the world yeah. at the time. But we Some had a geological great trip. activity in his head exactly in that particular <laughs> Steam moment coming out of his ears. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's a absolutely. I remember it well. When was it? What year did we do this in? Twenty sixteen. It was yeah, twenty yeah. six. Discussed. Oh, of course. Yes. Sorry, that you was our the historical. Same issue. Aston Martin uh, oh, that's story for DB another 11. Day. Oh, Actually, we should yeah. do that one, bro. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Yeah, yeah. That was our um that was our ambassadorial road trip um off the back of Brexit. Oh, right. So we were we you were off, to, the idea to was make to go with our European friends and partners. Yeah, it was yeah. to visit as many European countries as possible to show off the uh, the best of British design and engineering. Um, at the time, which was the new DB11. But we'll, we'll save we'll that story time, for another yeah. day because that but, didn't go to plan, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the, yeah, it didn't. Uh, but this is before the days where video, everything had to be on video. Mm. 
So there is no video. There's just great memories, aren't there, Paul? So yeah. uh, we have photographs and words, though, which you can read in Top Gear magazine if you want to back issue of issue... Issue number... 286. 286. Or you just go on a thing called the internet and you just type in Nissan GTR Top Gear Iceland. Yeah, it's, yeah that's right. So the title on the, in, on the interweb is uh, Racing the Sun Around Iceland in a Nissan GTR. So if you punch that into Google, followed by Top Gear, you will find the article and you can read it for yourself. Um, anything else? No, I think we've got to have Paul in again about um, something from the past. You've done lots of fun adventures. <laughs> He's the doyen of the industry. Yeah, we'll have to oh, plug him back nice. in and charge him up again, and then we'll get him get him in here to tell some more no, stories. Rowan and I have done a few. The one, the, the one that literally sticks in my mind is the time we got vastly overheated driving a trying to do achieve WLTP range oh. in a Jaguar I Pace yes. by driving it from the Top Gear office to Lands End because Lands End is exactly two hundred eighty six miles away. Yeah. On my birthday, but also my my memory of Paul, um, just because uh, everyone needs to hear. Do about you two this. just hang out in cars in weird um, places? You know, like yeah. About every yeah, yeah. three years, about every three years, you know, a diktat comes down from Jack, and we are incarcerated yeah. together. <laughs> uh, but he he is basically like a godfather to me, uh, from from all knowledge, because I can't do maths and he can. But uh, he once de- nearly decapitated me in Bologna Airport um, hire car um, car park, as he got so frustrated with a Fiat no or a Lancia Ypsilon's like rear parcel shelf he just decided to rip it out and throw it behind him not realising I was there so he took my head off um, and apologised profusely afterwards but I'm sure there was lots of Hertz related form filling yes, after exactly. that well, doing the Hertz. damage declaration yeah oh, we've all been there We've all been there. All right. Okay. Lots more stories to tell. Join us on the next one. Thanks for listening to this. If you have any, if you have any comments, uh, leave them in uh, the Spotify app, which I believe you can do now, or get us in touch with us on the socials. I think we're there. Yeah. And let us know what you think about um, this episode and what you want to hear more of, um, and just comment underneath. Thanks for listening. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So like Jack says, subscribe.